0: What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode number five of the Two Metal for this podcast. I'm Jason, and with me, as always, is Justin. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And Bobby. Bobby motherfucking McDermott. First of all, we want to thank everyone who tuned in last week for our Halloween special. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember to give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Two Metal for this, and drop your own six list in the comments, and we'll give you a shout out on the show. That said, we want to shout out Danny Leader for leaving his six list in the comments. He left some good suggestions in the comments section, so be sure to check them out. We also want to shout out Joe Al Collier. Hopefully I didn't mess up your name. Uh, Joe gave us a shout or a recommendation on Facebook. And hopefully you don't mind. I'm going to actually read this on the show. So Joe says, I love damn near everything about metal. And this guy is a fucking riot. Definitely puts an abstract spin on a few things. If ever given the opportunity, I'd love to smash down a bottle of whiskey with this dude and fucking jam for about an hour or two. Joe, we assume you're talking about Bobby motherfucking McDermott. Yeah, damn right. So we, hey, we really appreciate the recommendation and glad you're enjoying the show. Yeah, and uh, I'm down for the whiskey anytime, buddy.
1: We also got a shout out to Becca Odom. I appreciate all your love and support. Keep listening to us every week.
0: So on this week's episode, we've got some album reviews coming for you. Then we're going to talk about our top six favorite music videos of all time. But before we get into that, here's Justin with the news. The news.
1: All right, so two weeks ago, we reported that Ivan Moody would be retired. Now he's went back on his statement, saying his announcement was impulsive and apologized to both his fans and bandmates, saying they deserve better. But you know who else deserves better? Your fucking kids. You uh, brought them on stage and essentially told them you were stepping away to have more time with them. And then not even two weeks later, you changed your mind. I think we all knew that was going to happen eventually, uh, just not this soon. But what makes it all worse is the fact that you brought them on stage in front of everybody to tell them that kind of acknowledging that maybe you haven't been the best father to them. Uh, Then you just reinforced how shitty you are by uh, showing them your word means nothing. Mm. Then the secondary issue, which I have a bigger problem with is when you did change your mind, uh, you were such a coward that you decided to go on live social media and tell the world before you even told your wife and kids, Uh, get your shit together. You scumbag.
2: So in summary, your word means nothing, and you're a fucking
1: coward. I like it. If you want to listen to the three minutes of bullshit from this asshole, it can be found on YouTube by searching Ivan Moody not retiring. How do you guys feel about this? Uh, Hashtag not looking up that guy. I'm not defending him by any
0: means, but I do wonder how much the record label had to do with that retraction. I mean, does he have some kind of obligations that we didn't know about And he went out there and spoke out of turn trying to make this big gesture to his kids. And yeah, now he looks like a big fucking ass clown and he looks like a shitty parent. Uh, But I don't know. I think there may have been something else that we don't know about. So that's Maybe the kids suck. Maybe they didn't do their fucking homework. And he's like, you know what? I'm going back on
1: tour. But that's where my second comment comes in. Uh, (laughs) He told the world before he talked to his kids and wife about it. He even mentions it in the video that I haven't told them yet. I'm going to tell them after this he was live on the internet telling everybody else before he told them. Mm. I think that's the worst part of it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That And the music. Music is the worst part about it, I
1: think. (laughs) (laughs) So full disclosure, I've always backed this band, but I still think he's a piece of shit for this one.
2: All right. uh, Full disclosure, never backed the band.
0: Also think he's a piece of shit. Okay. I sometimes backed the band and sometimes hated him, but yeah, he's a piece of shit. So. Probably gives out raisins on
1: Halloween. So fuck Ivan Moody.
0: Yeah, N- fuck number one him. on my list of pieces of shit, <laughs> Ivan Moody.
1: <laughs> also in the news, We Came As Romans are going out on tour. It's the Dark Bloom tour. It'll be here in 2023. Joining them will be Era and Brand of Sacrifice. Also to note, We Came As Romans released their new album, Dark Bloom, a couple weeks ago. Uh, It's 10 songs, 37 minutes, so give that a listen if you haven't yet. Another concert coming, Cannibal Corpse's Fall North American Tour starts this week, November 3rd. Joining them will be Dark Funeral, Immolation, and Black Anvil. Available tickets are low throughout the tour, so if you want to go, you may want to look up your tickets now. Cannibal Corpse's fall North American tour.
2: I believe they'll be down here on the 10th. The weekend of the 10th. Just I don't know that out for people uh, local want to go see Cannibal Corpse. So it's a good time. Yeah, the Central Florida shows are not sold. I
1: think the sold out shows were Canada and more of the West Coast, mm. but they were running low on tickets throughout. So, mm. uh, In other Cannibal Corpse news, they have partnered with Concept Cafe Coffee to create their own brand of coffee called Beheading and Brewing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This organic Bali blue moon premium bean with tasty notes of black licorice, vanilla, and cedar to liquefy your brain
0: can and be pre-ordered.
1: Your guts. It can be pre-ordered now on beheadingandbrewing.com uh, for $32.99, and the orders will ship on November 7th. Cannibal Corpse Coffee. Hmm. You got to get a corpse grinder for the beans? <laughs> I'm not drunk
2: yet. It's in it and all his angers.
1: Last week, we mentioned rumors of John 5 joining Motley Crue on tour uh, for their 2023-2024 tours. And that was confirmed officially this week, as well as Mick Mars uh, retiring from live touring. Although they say he's still a part of the band, he just will not do any more live gigs. So if they were to put out a new album, which I don't think anybody wants to hear, but if they were, he would still be a part of that. Uh, But John 5 is officially part of Motley Crue's live touring. Hmm. All right. Another tour kicking off November 3rd is Machine Head's Electric Happy Hour Tour. For those who don't know, for the last 2 years or so, Machine Head, uh, Rob Flynn in particular, have done a weekly online show under the same name, uh, doing a little bit of drinking and doing covers. Uh, it's supposed to be the same vibe with this tour. Um, I've seen a couple of the Machine Head's in Evening With tours, and it's always a good time. It's 3-plus hours of Machine Head. It's kind of what I'm expecting here. Uh, smaller, more intimate shows. I think it's a cool idea to do the electric happy hour. Mostly covers is what I'm hearing. Mm. So we'll find out. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we talked about Heart Support Fest and announced Parkway Drive was one of the headliners. Uh, mentioned that I'd like to see the full North American tour follow. And sure enough, it was announced. Parkway Drive will be touring with Memphis Fire and Currents. Uh, the Heart Support Fest show is actually the last stop of that tour. So we will get the finale here in central Florida, but Parkway drive with a full tour in the United States coming. Are you going to that? Oh yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. I just hope it actually happens. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we'll both be at that one. I'm not missing that. No, not a chance. When we were young fest 2022, their Sunday lineup went off without a hitch. Seems to be a big success. I haven't heard much negative feedback on the show. Uh, Riding on that success, another pop-punk festival has been announced for May 27th and 28th of next year in Atlantic City, New Jersey. It'll be called the Adjacent Fest. It'll feature Blink-182, Paramore, Jimmy Eat World, Thursday, Turnstile, Coheed and Camrya, and dozens of other bands. I think these genre-specific festivals are really cool. Can we get a new metal one? Family Values? Come on.
2: Sign me up. Or, like a Stoner Doom festival. That'd be neat. You know, just. Yeah, three I like bands the- that play all day with their 20 minute long songs. That'd be good.
1: <laughs> in Flames will be releasing a graphic novel titled The Jester's Curse, which is described as a dark fantasy following Jesterhead as he emerges from the wasteland where he finds himself trapped in dead eternity. A distorted reality where worlds collide and nightmares thrive there will be limited edition signed copies by the band that also include a jesterhead action figure and a crystal clear seven inch vinyl of their new album The great Deceiver. you can pre-order now on z2comics.com that's the number two z2 comics uh, standard version goes for 3999 the signed deluxe goes for 19999 so 200 dollars for the signed version but you can get in for 40 bucks for just the regular graphic novel. It's expected to ship uh, next summer. Hmm. That's becoming a really big
0: trend, these bands. It seems like novels. every band is trying to come up with a graphic novel now.
2: I'd have been doing that from way back, man. Kids used to put their fucking blood in the ink and shit. Yeah, they've been, uh, fucking, there's always comic books and metal, just like wrestling and metal. That's, that's one of the other avenues, man. There's always been comic book metal stuff.
0: I just think In Flames is kind of late to the party on this one because, you know, they've kind of moved away from the whole Jesterhead thing years ago. You know, when they could have put this out at a time when it would have been a lot more meaningful. That's just my opinion. I I
1: do agree with that. Uh, The artwork for the new album, though, is featuring Jesterhead in probably his most badass form that I've seen yet. So. Yeah, I
0: can't
2: disagree with that. Could be marketing department of like, well, what's going on? We've done everything now. What haven't we done? Oh, let's do a comic book. That's still you know, comic book movies are thriving. It's everybody's jumping on that fucking thing. So uh you know, they might not have been into that idea in the beginning, but nowadays, you know, so because 'cause they're late though mean it's not fucking cool. Don't make
1: a fucking comic book of your
2: band. That's cool.
1: Shit. Also in the news this week, System of a Downs vocalist Serge Tankian says the band will make a big announcement next year, but he would not elaborate anymore. So he made an announcement to say he's going to make an announcement? It's Fucking stupid. Let the speculation begin. Will there be a tour? What do you think, Jason? Well,
0: he didn't technically elaborate, but then he went on in other interviews and did say that he's not very interested in touring. And that he is very interested in making new music with System of a Down. So that would, you know, lead one to believe that maybe they're going to be recording some new music or maybe they're working on new music right now. Kind of debunk the, you guys going on tour again? Like, I don't want
2: to do a lot, like, yeah, probably going to go in the fucking studio, making new one instead of just banging out the old classics, trying to ride the coattails of your previous fame. Right. Hey, I, you make new shit, you lazy bums.
0: I mean, I want to hear some new music from System of a Down, but the two songs that came out—what was it in 2020? They—they really weren't that great. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to love them, but uh, man, I just—I never really went back to them. I just
2: that issue is with a lot of shit that came out in the the 2000s. You, you figured the pandemic shutdown was going to make everybody practice and do some cool shit, and everybody just lobbed fucking turds. I think it was a desperation of like, oh, no, we can't go to touring. Well, Let's just fucking crank something. What do we do? And then everybody started making shit. And then they lifted the, the fucking lockdown. Everybody's partying again and all this cool music. Like fucking 2022 has had some cool fucking music finally. But the past couple of years has been like, you know, everybody's been eating shit. So, yeah, they cranked out some turds, but that was everybody. So, yeah, I would like to see what they got new.
1: You would think a new album would have to lead to a tour eventually. And the tour is what I'd be more interested in than new music, personally.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're a bucket list band for me. I've never seen them, so. Same. So, 2022 Spotify stats wrapped up or will wrap up on Halloween, October 31st. Something I did not know is that this is a yearly occurrence. So, the stats actually only run from January 1st to October 31st. So, at the end of the year, when you're looking at your Spotify wrap-up,
1: you're actually not getting the full picture. So, it's January to October, not October to October? Correct. It's January to Mm. October. What the
2: fuck's going on in November and December that they don't want us to know about? Everybody's listening to
1: pussy shit. That's what it is. They don't want to rat you out. Yeah, they don't want Mariah Carey to ruin all of our fucking playlists. So It does make sense because two years ago, there was an album came out in probably November that I looped a lot november and december and i was surprised it was nowhere nowhere to be found on my spotify year end
0: yeah Hmm. so that was interesting that that was something i didn't know um if you're listening to the show leave us some comments let us know what you think is going to be at the top of your spotify wrap this year i'm going to be really interested to see mine yeah it's
1: always always a fun thing to go over i'm sure we'll go over ours in a later episode on the show surprise you'll be surprised to know what you're actually listening to the most so Bruce Dickinson.
0: Oh, this motherfucker. Fuck you, man. Blasted fans for smoking weed at a concert in Anaheim, California. Uh, so hate breed front man, Jamie Josta, weighed in on Twitter. And the headline was, what doesn't annoy you, bro? Which I think a lot of us probably share that sentiment. Um, Josta went on to, you know, he he gave some praise towards Dickinson. Um and kind of made light of the situation, but he said what a lot of people were saying, what a lot of us were thinking. Um, Dez from Devil Driver later weighed in, and I think he actually said it best. You know, he he reminded Bruce that the bands are really just guests in the mm-hmm. fans' house, and it's the fans' house. And you know what people like to do at <laughs> at metal concerts? They like to smoke weed. Shut up, man. People paid a lot of fucking money to go to that show. Let them have their fun.
1: And I got two points on this. Uh, number one, ironically, this was in California where marijuana is completely legal. You still can't smoke it inside of an arena. But I mean, you're living in California day-to-day life. You know, you're know, you not even thinking twice about it, really. Uh, second one, he was talking about it affects his lungs and what the bass player's lungs. Correct. While he's on stage. So I find it hard to believe you can even really smell it up on stage unless it's like being blown right in your face and secondly on that point iron maiden has a huge stage show with lots of pyro and lots of smoke so you're telling me the you can tell the difference in the marijuana smoke affecting your lungs versus all the other smoke and shit that's going on around you grumpy old out of touch man just shut up and play the music please i love iron maiden like With all my heart, as black as it
2: is. They are I don't give a fuck who you are. Do not ever tell me how to enjoy myself. Go fuck yourself.
0: So lastly, Incubus' Brandon Boyd recently ranked all of the band's albums. Not surprisingly, he placed the band's debut, Fungus Among Us, dead last. But right behind it was the band's breakthrough album, Science. I wanted to bring this up because it pisses me off to no end. Mm, Bring it up. I'm not an Incubus fan. I haven't been for a very long time. But Science was 100% the most interesting album to come out of that whole new metal movement. It was unique. It was different. There was nothing else that sounded like it. It was innovative. And they traded all of that in to make generic radio rock. Why Brandon Boyd hates on that album, I don't know. Mm. He went on in another interview to state that he felt that new metal movement was a missed opportunity because most of the bands from that era lacked substance. Somebody get this guy a mirror, please. Your band has lacked substance for nearly two fucking decades. Put your goddamn shirt on and make some real fucking music. Fuck you, Brandon Boyd. That's it for the news. Yeah, fuck you,
1: Brandon Boyd. So just to uh, recap, fuck Ivan Moody, yeah. fuck Bruce Dickinson, and fuck Brandon Boyd. Hashtag that shit.
2: All right, I'm Bobby motherfucking McDermott with some new music out here I'm going to share with you. I'm going to rate this stuff on a uh, one to six upside down pentagrams. The intention is not to crush anybody's feelings, but I ain't here to suck anybody's dick. If I don't like it, I'll tell you. If I do like it, I'll fucking tell you. All right, music review time. We're going to be doing a little globe trotting this time around. Uh, First off, we're going to start up north in America Jr. I found this band. I picked it based off the name. They're called Apes. I thought that sounded tough, like Apes, like some big fucking gorillas. Turned out I was fucking right. This is Canadian Grindcore Black Metal, is what is labeled under lullabies for Eternal Sleep, four songs, twelve minutes. First song is a bit much. It sounds like this. <laughs> and then it smooths out a little bit. <laughs> so maybe just go to the second song, which is fucking cool. I don't know. Besides the first song, which was very grindcore, this shit's kind of like doomy. Like, neurosis kind of shit. It was fucking badass, real brutal shit. I liked it a lot. Apes from Canada. Five upside-down pentagrams. Now we're going to hop the pond and go over to the UK where I found this band, Kurokuma. Stupid fucking name, but that's why I picked it. Uh, Born of Obsidian was the album, so I was like, all right, here we go. Five songs, 38 minutes. UK Sludge Doom Metal, so I got excited there. Started out kind of cool, bass had a decent sound, guitar's got a little different a distortion going on there. They got the right idea, they know all the fucking parts. Ain't got no fucking riffs. Now, I don't really give a shit about vocals, and I could care less about lyrics, but I'm in it for the riffs. If you ain't got no fucking riffs, what the fuck am I supposed to do? It was very confusing to listen to, because you knew all the parts, where it goes, the changes. I'm like, alright, this is where we're going. That's your riff? What the fuck? You're riffless. That being said, the last song was kind of fucking cool. And I will keep an eye out for these guys. Next album, like I said, they got the cool sound and the vibe. Maybe they can figure out the goddamn riff dilemma. And I'll check you guys out. Two and a half, upside down pentagrams. Where's the riff? Where's the fucking riff? Now these motherfuckers, I'm probably going to butcher the name. I don't speak Francis. A hasper. I'm going to spell it. A-H-A-S-V-E-R. Right? These guys are from France. I guess the genre would be experimental metal kaza sui is the album eight songs 42 minutes very interesting stuff this is not a project where they were like jamming it out and seeing where the song goes these are well thought out like we're gonna go do this in the song they go all over the place in a really cool way you end up in a weird spot and they do it so organically you won't realize it at first and then you might feel uh this is not really working They're aware of it, because the next change will be fucking really cool. Almost as if they're like, hey, we're going to try this out, see if it lands. You didn't like that? Check out this cool part. Really fucking cool stuff. The only reason I gave it five, and not a six upside down pentagrams, is you can tell that these are experimental songs. The confidence isn't there. Their next album, I'm really excited to hear, because they're going to go out and tour and figure out what parts are landing, which parts work, and they're going to make some really fucking cool shit. So I definitely recommend a Hasford. Sorry for butchering that. Also, there's another artist out there called a the Hasper, and it's like rap or some shit. So it's definitely not that. So check those guys out. And then we're going to skip over to Denmark. Dirt Forge. They dropped the single Ascension. It's just some good old sludge metal, stoner rock, uh, good type stuff. Uh, Entombed meets Monster Magnet is where I would go with that one. So uh, check those guys out. And Jason, you said you got something from Down Under, so I'm going to pass it off to you and see what we got. Hopefully it's not a pack of wallabies playing didgeridoos through a distortion pedal. Actually, I would probably check that out.
1: That sounds pretty cool.
0: Right? Yeah, so the adventure continues now. Now we're going to go to New Zealand. Uh, This band is called Crooked Royals uh, with their album Quarter Life Daydream. They are, if you're not familiar with them, they refer to themselves as progressive metalcore. I think that tag fits pretty well. Uh, This album was released um, a couple of weeks ago on October 21st, came out on Three Dot Recordings. Uh, If you're not familiar with Three Dot, it's Misha Mansour from Periphery. That kind of gives you an idea of the type of bands that are on that album. Uh, A lot of really progressive, technical type stuff. Um, And this band kind of fits into that label pretty well. Um, An accurate description, I think, would be if Born of Osiris and Agent Fresco had a baby, it would probably sound a lot like this. Um, Or if there's any fans of the human abstract, uh, I think there's a lot of similarities there as well. Um, The production on the album is super crisp and clean, uh, really highlights the technical guitar shredding or fruit noodling as Bobby calls it. Mm -hmm. Um, those familiar with Lee McKinney from born of Osiris solo work. Um, you'll definitely eat this album up. You know, the, the guitar work is definitely just right in line with that. It's a little jazzy. It's super technical. Um, the downside to me on the production itself, the guitars just don't have as much punch as I would really like. Um, the clean melodic parts on the guitar sound super crisp and clean, but it seems to be at the cost of, you know, the heaviness and the punch of the guitar. Uh, so I'd like to hear it, you know, just have a little bit more impact. But um, overall, it sounds great. The vocals are much more dynamic than they were on the previous release. Uh, they had an EP that came out a few years ago. Vocalists is definitely demonstrating more range, experimenting a lot more with the higher, more clean singing than what we heard in the past. So overall, it's a huge step up for the band. Um, They had kind of fallen off of my radar, and now they're going to be in the discussion for probably best album of 2022. Um, At least least in the top six. Um, Overall, I give the album a five out of six upside down pentagrams. I gave it a five because the guitars just didn't have the punch that I really wanted but great fucking album from New Zealand. That's Crooked Royals with quarter life daydream. Oh yeah. Good stuff. And now we're going to end our journey right back home in the United States. Uh, We're all going to kind of discuss this album together. The new dead cross album came out uh, on Friday. Uh, The album is simply titled two. If you're unfamiliar with this band, uh, It's sort of a super group. They're made up of Mike Patton. You might know him from Faith No More, Mr. Bungle, or a hundred other projects that he has going on. The guy stays very busy. He's got Dave Lombardo on the drums. Mm -hmm. Probably know him from Slayer, Suicidal Tendencies, and most recently he's back in Testament on the drums. Um, Justin Pearson from The Locust and Retox is on the bass, and Michael Crane from Retox is on the guitar. Um, primarily a thrash metal band um, with a lot of hardcore punk elements. Um, The album is nine tracks coming in at 32 minutes and 11 seconds. Uh, This album takes you on a ride. It's packed full of a ton of energy. Um, If you're looking for traditional song structures, you're not going to find them on this album. Um, This album is very chaotic and doesn't follow traditional song structure, but it's a lot of fun. It's pretty much, if if you listen to other Mike Patton projects, you kind of know to just expect the unexpected. You don't know what's coming. Um, So vocally, the album displays all the many, many personalities of Mike Patton. Sounds like there could be multiple vocalists collaborating on this one album. Um, Most of the time, that's a good thing. For me, sometimes with Mike Patton, he gets a little bit too artsy, a little bit too weird, and sometimes I don't always like the vocals. They get a little bit too high-pitched, a little bit too animated. Uh, but it's a fun listen. Uh, the drumming is everything that you want from Mr. Lombardo. I made songs like the opening track, Love Without Love, really showcases it. The whole song is kind of drum driven um, and just kind of chugs along. The standout for me personally was Nightclub Canary. Uh, it's a very slayery type song, just uh, a lot of cool wordplay with the lyrics, just really thrashy. Um, overall, for me personally, I give it a four out of six upside down pentagrams. And that's just because eh, it's not the type of thing I always listen to. And some of the vocals kind of threw me off here and there. I mean, Mike Patton's super talented, but like I said, sometimes it gets a little too weird for me. What do you guys think?
1: Uh, I really like the opening track, Love Without Love. Those are my favorites. But my absolute favorite on the album is Animal Espionage. Uh, I listened to that one quite a few times over after the... after. Uh, It first got going. That's Uh, a killer song. Got a really cool riff in there. Um, Beyond that, I'm not a fan of the more punk songs like Heart Reformer. But overall, the album, I think, is a really fun listen. Interesting riffs throughout the entire album. And did you guys catch the lyric, act as a dildo?
0: Yes, I did. I actually
1: rewound it back, and I was like,
0: did he really just say that?
1: (laughs) Overall, I, I didn't put a rating on it, but if I had to rate it right here on the spot, I'd probably... I a three out of six uh, just because I'm not I'm not a big punk fan and hardcore punk. So it kind of leans more into that at times. Uh, but those opening two tracks, Love Without Love and Animal Espionage are definite ones that I did enjoy a lot. And there were some others later on that were pretty cool, too. It was they- a lot of fun. It's a big bowl of riff soup for sure. Yeah, there's tons of riffs, man. Uh, where's the riff, right, Bobby? Yeah. yeah, that's right. They need to loan a few riffs to that, to that last
0: band that you were talking about.
2: All right, Dead Cross 2. You ready for this? Six upside-down pentagrams. Six, six, six. six. I loved every fucking second of it. It's album of the year for me. Now, I might go fuck everybody's feelings with this comment, but I feel like this album is going to be this decade's song for the deaf. They got all the fucking weapons. They got all the only hurdle they have is the name Dead Cross. Might not fucking land with a lot of people, but they got the clout. They got the skills. They got the reputation. The songs are all bad as fuck. The album flows beautifully together. They're not doing your regular fucking bullshit. It's Mike Patton doing this weird shit. The thing I like about Mike Patton and his weird shit is he has the range and skill and talent and the balls to pull that shit off. When he does something weird, he nail it. he doesn't crack his voice. He doesn't fall flat. He nail it. he can pull that shit off and why wouldn't you if you could? This album was out I thought I was gonna pull something. I was out in the fucking back porch again fucking losing my shit doing jump kicks and fucking I was like man I'm too old to be rocking out like this. This album was a hell of a surprise had a good day at work, and I was looking forward to listening to it, but I kind of went in like, ah, you know, whatever, that first fucking note, I was like, oh, I'm going to get a fucking treat here. And all I could think about was when songs were the death dropped. it was that same fucking nobody saw that shit coming. And it took a little fucking bit, but the traction and it was album of the year in the UK it was album of the decade. And uh, I'd be surprised if this album doesn't fucking blow up more than anybody expected it to. I know it's just a side project, but God damn, did they fucking crush it? Dead Cross 2, album of the year for me. Six, six, six upside down motherfucking
1: pentagrams. Good job. Strong words from Bobby motherfucking McDermott. Goddamn right. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, I'm not a big fan of hardcore and punk, but nice. it was still a fun listen. I listened to it actually i think it was like three or four times so, so cool yeah i'm not even a fan of the genre and i enjoyed listening to it playing i back can't wait times. to listen to it again
2: it's one of the and it was so cool That it's only a half hour like you're not it's not too long you're like i rap right, it now nah, it was it's too short almost You're like ah you want a little bit more and that's good that's I, I agree with so that. Good. i didn't want to skip any of it it was oh man i had so much fun
0: it's time Top six. okay so this week on the show we're gonna be talking about our top six favorite music videos of all time fuck yeah so I'm gonna kick it off I will say um, definitely another tough list another tough top six to come up with there are so many good music videos especially in the metal and rock genre um, but I tried to narrow it down as best i could i picked a lot of stuff that was visually stunning picked some stuff that was sentimental or you know i had an emotional connection with so we got a little mix here for you number six on my list is avatar with hail the apocalypse video was released in 2014 uh, the song is the title track for their album hail the apocalypse So, really cool video. It's presented in the style of like a 1920s black and white silent film. Uh, It features the singer, Johannes, acting as a hysterical doomsday prophet. Uh, He's standing on the street with a sign that says, Hail the Apocalypse. People on the street and in the apartment building upstairs, they're pointing, laughing at him, thinking he's a crazy person. Uh, But he's completely undeterred. He continues to Turn the crank on his old school uh, projector box, which contains all the members of the band inside of it. So as he turns the crank, you see the band inside and they're performing. Um, At one point in the video, a couple of bullies on the street that were kind of poking fun at him. They go up and they try to steal the box from him. And you can see the band members inside. and They're kind of tumbling around and falling and stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, So much to everybody's disbelief. Turns out, Johannes is right. Um, chaos starts to ensue on the street. You start to see explosions. You see bad weather coming in. Uh, the apocalypse really is upon them. Johannes remains out in the middle of the street as the apocalypse begins and just seems to relish in it. So, it's a really uh, it's it's kind of a fun, quirky video. It's got the little uh, titles in the middle with like certain parts of the lyrics. Um, And it's just really it's it's fun, but it's also dark and, you know, gloomy. And it just really fits um, with the whole thing that Avatar is trying to create. So really cool video from Avatar. uh, Hail the apocalypse. Um, On a side note, they did just release a new video a couple of days ago. Uh, Definitely check that one out. Uh, The song title is escaping me at the moment, um, but the video is so good visually that I almost replaced this video with the new one. So that's Avatar with Hail the Apocalypse.
1: All right, little sneak attack for Dance, Devil, Dance is the new song.
0: Yeah, definitely check that out. Really cool video. All right, good stuff. Don't check it out if you don't like gore, though. It's pretty gory. Oh, you
2: shouldn't have said that. You should have just let them check it out and get some gore
0: in them.
1: <laughs> All right, so with my list, uh, these are more just sentimental Picks for me. Mm. I don't watch a whole lot of music videos anymore. Uh, I probably should watch more. Mm. Uh, But so we'll just rewind time a lot with most of these videos. That's great. Yeah. Stuff you expect, but I feel like we should talk about it. Number six on my list is Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit. Uh, I tried to stay away from performance videos, but I couldn't do a list without this one. Uh, The band plays uh, through the song in Old smoky Jim, it was released back in 1991 off their Nevermind album. The whole video has a orange kind of sepia tone to it. And it's just very raw and dirty. There's really not much to the video. It's just energy between Kurt and the kids in the video. It's just an absolutely iconic 90s staple that pretty much defined an entire generation. Uh, Nirvana smells like teen spirit. Not much to the video, but it is iconic, and I really appreciate it. It's one of the earliest videos I remember seeing. Hell yeah. Good pick all right so my number six
2: i uh, figured i'd start off with a video that has a cool beginning uh this video starts off with i guess it's like a sub hit which uh starts a rumbling and then uh, the video itself is the old footage from the nuclear bomb testing so it's the bomb going off and then uh, buildings exploding in slow motion and as the rumble progresses uh these tribally caveman drums start coming in with this tripped out psychedelic effects which then goes into a doom style riff It's very dismal post-apocalyptic bleak feeling that you get this vibe all the shit's blowing up from the nuclear bomb testing and then it gets to the crescendo and it goes into this weird discordant riffage and then it finally kicks into the aggressive fucking style of this band it's two guys Making a furious fucking noise. I've seen them live. Very intense. They have the fury. So my number six pick is Black Cobra doing Sugar Water off of their album, Bestial. Now, I tried to pick stimulating visual videos and not guys just hanging out jamming. Uh, This is going to have these two guys jamming a little bit, but with nuclear explosions. So definitely go check that shit out. Even if you don't like the music, you can put it on mute and listen to Wilson Phillips or whatever the fuck you do. But the video is cool looking <laughs> fucking explosions and shit. So, yeah, Black
0: Cobra, sugar water. Number six, Michael Bay would approve explosions. Yeah. OK, so my number five, uh, definitely a little different than my number six. This one I definitely picked uh, more for the emotional, personal impact that it had on me. Uh, my number five is I prevail with their video for breaking down. Uh, The video was released in 2019, one of the lead singles off of their sophomore album, Trauma. Um, The video depicts the band's singer, uh, Brian Burkheiser, dealing with depression, kind of in the midst of the band's big breakout. (laughs) So everybody's celebrating their success, and while they're celebrating, he shuts himself down, shuts himself off from the rest of the world, avoids phone calls from friends and family members, and then chooses to lock himself away and stay in bed instead. Uh, towards the end of the video, his wife finally him, convinces him to take some antidepressants. And we see him try to kind of get back to some semblance of normal. Um, but it's obvious that even with the meds, he's still struggling. Um, the video ends with a personal message from Brian. You know, the, the message stated, over 300 million people currently live with depression. When you're depressed, you don't control your thoughts. Your thoughts control you. I struggle with it every day. That was Brian's message to his fans. Um, Definitely one that really connected with me as someone that's dealt with this stuff a lot throughout my life. Um, And I mean, I could relate to everything he was going through. And, you know, sometimes you just don't have any explanation for it, for the way that you feel or why you feel that way. And your family and your friends, they just don't get it. And I think these type of videos are super important to people that listen to this type of music um i think these are the type of videos that can literally save lives so um, this is one that i really appreciate not the most visually stimulating video not a ton of stuff going on um, but definitely something that i connected with if you haven't checked it out uh, my number five is i prevail uh with breaking down
1: Hell yeah all right my number five uh, we're going to rewind to 1999. I'm a teenager sitting in my room with MTV playing in the background. And I hear, I felt the air rise up in me. So I immediately looked to the TV. The voice sounded so clean. And then I see these dudes in masks. And the drums kicked in. And I just thought, what is this mix of sounds? Well, it's Slipknot's Wait and Bleed. There's two different versions of this video, but I am talking about the live version. There's a, like a claymation version, I believe, as well. but We're talking about the live one. Uh, what really took me aback in this video is when you see the crowd and how crazy they were going. My mind was completely bon- blown. Uh, this is just a straightforward live recording from when they were on a little side stage at OzFest. They were a very small band. Uh, but in that moment, I think uh, concerts started calling my name and I just had to go see them. It took several years before I finally did. But this video is single-handedly responsible for sparking my interest in live music. The energy, the rawness, the chaos—it just took a hold of me. So uh, Slipknot's "Wait and Bleed" is number five. It's not visually stunning. It's just a live video. It's just a lot of energy, but I love it. Oh yeah,
0: it's a great video, and I think uh, it does a great job of capturing the live energy for sure. Anybody that saw them, you know, on those first few runs when they were brand new—I mm-hmm. mean, don't get me wrong—they're still amazing, but that energy is unmatched so yeah that video captures it
2: hey good stuff it makes you feel it got you into going in the fucking pit you know that's what it's all about
1: that feeling God damn right
2: so i'm a black-hearted feelingless bastard so all my stuff is about what looks cool i'm glad you guys are picking stuff that's your uh,
1: feelings yeah, man,
2: <laughs> right so uh my number five pick uh when we came up with the idea to do videos i went and checked out to see if this band has videos. Guess who has videos? Nunslaughter.
0: Slaughter! Wow! Yeah, they do!
2: So, Nunslaughter Slaughter, off of their album, Red is the Color of Ripping Death Below the Cloving Hoof. So, this is, I, I think they call it stop-motion animation. No, I used to be claymation. That's what we called it back when we were yes. fucking, you know. That shit. Claymation shit. Stop-motion. But it's, uh, The devil shows up, (laughs) if you was wondering what Nunslaughter's into, giant devil shows up and starts stomping around this primitive town, and then they got, like, religious wizards and warriors, and they're having a fucking battle, and it's less than two minutes of just fucking awesomeness, uh, it's gory, but it's fucking claymation, so it's, you know, funny. So if you got two minutes in your life, and uh, maybe you don't like the sound of Nunslaughter, maybe just go check out this silly ass fucking video. I'm sure Les Claypool checked it out because he likes that kind of stuff. So
1: yeah, number five, Nunslaughter made it to the list again. Below the cloven hoof, I think it's awesome. You just found out about this band two, three weeks ago. Yeah, no no they fucking rule. And their video is in your top six. That's yeah. awesome. Welcome
0: back to the show, Nunslaughter. Yes, <laughs> so you were missed. They were. Oh, man. Nunslaughter. All right. So my number four pick is Tool with oh, their man. video for Anima. Um, you could pick pretty much any Tool video for, for this list. I mean, they're known to just make amazing videos. If Even if you don't like the band, you could absolutely appreciate pretty much any Tool video. This one was released in 1996. It's off of the band's second album of the same name. Uh, The video depicts a strange, deformed human, I think, humanoid, we could say, in a blue room, holding something wrapped in a blanket, puts down the object, cuts the straps. As the video progresses, we realize there's a living being inside the blanket. An alien-like creature comes out. We see it as, we see it seeming to be learning to get comfortable in its own skin. Um, All the while, the room's filling up with water from leaks in the walls. And there's also another alien-like creature above the water that seems to be observing the one that's uh, almost drowning at that point. Um, I believe we are to assume that that is the male counterpart. We then see the figure. We see another figure inside of a blue box and the deformed humanoid is then throwing the box across the room. The creature inside the box is seen tumbling around and then the video cuts to a fetus indicating that The two alien creatures had conceived a baby at some point, and the whole species was fighting for survival. Um, The end of the video kind of makes it clear that no one's safe in that environment. We see all types of experiments being performed on various types of life forms. Uh, It's a tool video. It's fucked up. I couldn't tell you exactly what it's supposed to mean, but it's visually stunning, and it's fun as hell to watch. I think everybody can probably make their own interpretation of it. Um, we know the song itself is kind of about the end of the world. Um, but again, yeah, you make your own mind up. If you haven't watched this video, check it out. It's Tool with their video for Anima. Hell
1: yeah. Took my fi- number four. Took five episodes, but we finally talked about Tool. <clears throat> You're welcome. Thank you. Long overdue. All right. that, really? We haven't talked about Tool? No, we haven't. Huh. All right. All right. So getting into my number four, uh, this was released back in 1998. We're talking about Rob Zombie's Dragula. Yeah. Uh, it's directed by Zombie from the Hellbilly Deluxe album. Video is pretty straightforward with Zombie racing along in the Monster Coach, which is from the TV show The Munsters, which he has since went back and redone, rolling it full circle. Uh, He takes you on a dizzying, trippy ride. It skips back and forth between the hallucination of colorful imagery and the old black and white clips from campy old horror movies. Uh, This is Rob Zombie doing what Zombie does best. It's really fun watching it. Holds up to this day. Uh, Rob Zombie's Dragula is my number four. Hell yeah. Good pick. Talk about zombie just about every week, but I mean Yeah, thanks, Justin. <laughs> and, hey man, I love Rob Zombie. I like white zombie. It's good stuff. I love white zombie too. I love zombies. It's a goddamn
2: spectacle. You know shit? It's worth talking about. All right, my number four. I believe the uh technique they're using on this video is called rotoscope. Where it's like a inverted negative kind of Feel to the imagery. Uh they use it a lot in Wizards, and I believe the Lord of the Rings cartoon used it a few times. Um really like this style of cinematography, and this is like a futuristic post-apocalyptic world where this weird tribe of people are trying to fulfill a prophecy or something. I really don't know what the fuck's going on. But uh it is really fucking cool looking, and the song's pretty badass. Uh it is from The Sword. And this is, uh, I'm going to do it in one take. Here we go. Fire Lances of the Ancient Hyper Fucking impressive. Gods of the Earth was the album. The song's fucking cool. The video is fucking badass. So their first album, they were kind of like going in the fantasy realm. And then the second album was way more sci-fi. And it's, I don't know if you're into Dune or like really like high sci-fi concept shit. This album's fucking really cool. And the rotoscope shit just makes it even stranger looking. Uh, just fucking fun stuff, man. The sword, fire lances of the ancient
0: Hyperzopharians.
2: Fuck yeah, nailed it twice. Gods of the Earth. That's my number four pick.
0: Okay, so my number three pick comes to you from Behemoth with the okay. video for "Blow Your Trumpets," Gabriel. So this is a band that uh I I enjoy, but I don't listen to a whole lot. Uh, this video came out in 2014. It's from the band's album. The Satanist. (laughs) Hell yeah. Uh, This is one of the weirdest and most visually stunning albums I've ever seen. Um, Nurgle is known for pushing limitations and trying to make people uncomfortable. It's why I like him. He's a cool dude. Um, The video is mostly in black and white. It starts out showing a girl running through a field. Then we see a wolf running through the woods and what appears to be a hunter carrying a sheep. Uh, then we see three demonic type figures with full robes and horns standing in the middle of the field. The robed figures lure the girl into a temple where they get her to partake in some type of sacrament. Uh, the main figure then places his hands over the girl's eyes and we see the blood start to gush out of her eyeballs. All right. Uh, then she's shown with, uh, with no eyes. We can see that her eyes are completely gone. But she seems to be reborn somehow by this, uh, by this process. Mm. And she arises, and now she looks like a demon too. Uh, then we see the character that I presume to be Gabriel with his giant trumpet. He's blowing the trumpet as the hunter is killing the lamb uh, in a very sacrificial manner.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, then it cuts to the scene of a wolf looking very somber. And that's it. Video ends. It's really fucking weird. It's dark. It's twisted. It's gory. There's lots of blood. Mm. It's really evil and demonic. It's I mean, it fits the the music perfectly. Uh, But again, just like I said with the tool video, I don't know what the fuck this video means, man. It was crazy, (laughs) but I've watched it over and over again the last week. Uh, This is not a video that was on my original list. Um, I stumbled upon this video while I was watching other videos on YouTube, yeah. and it made such an impact on me that I was like, this video is going on the list. Fuck yeah. Like, it's, it's awesome. If you haven't seen it, my number three is Behemoth with the video for Blow Your Trumpets, Gabriel. Fucking Behemoth.
1: It's Fuck a pretty you, normal man. dude, too, if you follow him on Instagram. It's very weird because you see him on stage, and it's just this big image, demonic nature. Yeah, he's so Pretty cool, cool man. right? Hey, you get all your fucking bullshit out on stage and you're free to go
2: be happy about stuff. Hey, I don't like this thing <clears throat> And you're like, Yep, yeah,
1: got that out. I'm gonna go score some donuts for my kids now. Behemoth's really cool show. If you ever got a chance to see him live, I definitely recommend checking it out. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And I mean that that's most metalheads really.
0: Yeah. You know, we all we all look scary and we, you know, we listen to our crazy music and we're all just like fucking parents and, yep. you know, uh, some of us are cuddling with our little wiener dogs and shit. You know, we're just normal people. Yeah. That mean ass wiener dog.
2: I
1: done tie my shoe when I went in there. It's fucked up. Yep. You know what you got all for number three, Justin? All right. My number three is from an album from 2001. So this will actually be the newest music video that I talk about on this entire know. list. Here we go. 2001 album lateralis we're Mm -hmm. talking about tools schism Mm -hmm. i can pick a couple of different tool videos as their visuals are always pretty interesting but this one is their definitive video in my opinion sorry jason with animal animal is great but i prefer schism uh as with any tool video it's very surreal with alien like creatures walking around in a cold environment there's lots of very bizarre visuals of one alien pulling the ear off the other then it zooms into the veins and you see the inner structure of that ear at which point it goes into more of a claymation style from what you would see in I believe Sober was the video that did more of the claymation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, inside of the alien's body and then a vein gets pulled out of this alien, a new smaller parasite like alien whose whole face is just a mouth comes out of this vein and it goes off running around, chasing the other aliens. Eventually, attaching itself, and then it multiplies. And it's just freaking weird. And I love it. And any tool video could make this list, but uh Schism was one that really stands stands out to me, and always has. Um, so that's my number three tools, Schism. We got Tool twice on this list. About we talked about that damn band.
2: I, I, I thought that was going to be obvious. I didn't pick Tool because I figured you guys that. All the tool
1: videos are cool, man. Oh, I love yeah. tool, man. That's uh, a yeah, they've never the made obligatory a bad idea. cool video right there. Yeah, you can watch any tool video and you will be entertained yeah. from Jason's On a Mud to My Schism back to Sober to just about anything they put out. It's awesome to watch. They put so. a lot of thought and time into it. Mm-hmm. What you got, Bobby? All right, my number three this video has
2: my three favorite things metal, beer. And being a nerd, these guys have cranked out videos, and they're always real fucking fun, real funny partying stuff. I haven't seen one video they cranked out that isn't fucking hilariously awesome. Uh, this video starts out with the band sitting at a park in their car, shotgun and beers, which I like that. And in the park next to them is some people larping. I don't know if you know what that means, but it means live action role playing. Uh, you know, they're like they. Play D&D, but like for real or whatever. Sounds like a lot of fun. The guitar player leans out the guitar and he's like, hey, Gandalf, nice dress. And then the nerds (laughs) flick him off. And then so they finish their beers and you are like, fuck these nerds. And then the video kicks on. The song kicks on. This is a fucking great song. But the band then proceeds to make armor out of beer cans and then go battle said nerds. And it's fucking epically hilarious. And I really want to make armor out of beer cans now just because of that shit. So you
1: use PBR, or Rolling Rock.
2: There's PBR, there's Guinness, there's Red Stripe. They each dude has his own fucking coat of armor and it's a different beer. It's awesome. It's fucking great. They sort of show you how to do it. Uh, so my number three pick is Red Fang Prehistoric Dog off their self titled album. Fucking great video. And if you like that video, go check out their other ones, because there are some silly fucks with them, guys. And it's usually about beer and nerd shit and plain metal. So number three,
0: Red Fang,
2: Prehistoric Dog.
0: Good pick. All right, so my number two pick is Avenged Sevenfold with their video for Bat Country. What was that? I said, ugh. All right, well, we're judging videos here, not bands, so. All right. Bat Country. this video... Was released in 2005. Uh, Song and the video are uh, from the album City of Evil. And uh, song and video are a tribute to Hunter S. Thompson. Fucking A. Video is based uh, directly on really the movie of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Not so much the book. Um, Band shown at the start of the video in a red convertible. Very similar to the one that's in the movie uh, with bats flying around everywhere. Uh, The drummer, the Rev, is seen swatting at the bats with a fly swatter, Uh, a lot like Johnny Depp's character in the movie, Raoul Duke. Um, Pretty funny stuff, pretty accurate to what the movie is, and just kind of silly at the same time. Uh, Then it cuts to the band performing in a sleazy hotel room, not unlike the one in the movie with a bunch of Mm half-naked women, just kind of partying it up in Vegas. Uh, Anybody that's familiar with the movie, would also vividly remember when Depp's character begins to hallucinate start seeing everybody as reptiles uh this is a very prevalent part of the video um everyone around them starts to have reptilian tongues and starts to grow tails and uh it's pretty crazy pretty funny and trippy and it definitely uh reminds you of the movie overall um uh, it's a fun video and i think for a lot of people it was an introduction to the band uh it's kind of when they broke into the mainstream a lot of people mm-hmm. didn't know him prior definitely. to that so um, hopefully it also inspired people to go and watch the film and or read the book um, because I would recommend either um, fun stuff, really crazy. Uh, the movie is definitely one of my favorites, even though I can't personally mm-hmm. relate to a lot of the crazy. And all that yeah. shit. But, uh, it's a lot of fun, man. And uh, the, the video was really fun. It was a cool introduction to the band. Uh, so
1: my number two uh, is Avenge Sevenfold with backcountry Country. My number two pick. From the album Follow the Leader, this was released in 1999, directed by the legend Todd McFarland. Corn's Freak on a Leash. This starts off animated, leading to the scene from the cover of the album with a little girl playing hopscotch upon on a cliff. When an officer goes to stop her from falling off the cliff, he trips and falls, and his gun falls out of his hand, discharges one single bullet that we follow through the remaining of this video, it goes from animation to live action as soon as the bullet goes out and the bullet plows through object after object in slow motion in a way that we hadn't seen up until this point in 1999, especially not in a music video. The CGI doesn't really hold up anymore, but at its time, this was extremely innovative video. It's still fun to watch. It was groundbreaking and it is a definitive new metal video for the era. It is Korn's Follow the Leader. All right, fucking A. Number two. All right, my number two pick. Uh,
2: I feel like somebody had a machine hooked up to my brain while I was sleeping and stole my fucking cool idea for a video. This video is a guy on a motorcycle traveling around California at night, crashing parties where everybody's drinking fancy beer snob, like, high society beer. And he don't like it. And he just goes from party to party like, why are you drinking this fucking pussy shit? He smacks people around <laughs> and he's got, like, a grenade at one point, And it's fucking awesome! And I love this fucking video. So, the my number of- two pick is Fiddler's Cheap Beer off their self-titled album. And the chorus is I drink cheap beer so what? Fuck you. <laughs> and that's my goddamn number two pick. What's the video about? Beating up people to drink fucking fancy beer like they're cool and shit. You know? <laughs> Pretty sure he would stop by this establishment
1: at least once. Sounds good. And them pussy drinking fancy beer drinking people. Yeah. Don't listen to fucking Lauren Shore. That's for damn God sure. Damn right. I'm in deep shit over here. He's gonna get you. Yeah, he's coming
2: for me. He's gonna get you.
1: What you got for number one, Jason? We're finally to this number one spot. Mm. We're at number one. Number one. And we could easily
0: go back. Uh as Justin did, there's so many classics that we could revisit. But I decided to go with a super modern video mm. for my number one pick. And for that reason, I went with Ice Nine Kills with their video for Funeral Derangements. Thank you. Uh, the video was released in 2021. Songs from the band's Welcome to Horrorwood album. The band's known for having super clean, highly produced, just visually stunning videos. And this one is the top of the top to me. Um, I'm a little biased because it also comes from my favorite horror movie that we talked about last week, which is Pet Cemetery. Uh, released in 1989, but the video is definitely the video and the song are uh, follow that song. So it starts out with the singer Spencer Charnas. He's playing the role that would be Lewis Creed in the movie. Um, he's at the beginning of the video standing over his daughter's dead cat and asking Judd, his neighbor, how do I explain this to my daughter? And he says, hey, maybe you don't have to. And that starts it out much like it does in the movie. Um we see the family sitting down to have a picnic. Little Gage runs out into the road and gets hit by a semi truck. And as Justin pointed out last week, the band brought it full circle and they had Miko Hughes who played Gage in the movie and the original movie was actually the driver of that semi truck. Um then it cuts to the funeral. We got a lot of fun cameos there. Um, Josh Katz from the band Bad Flower, singer and guitar player from Bad Flower, actually plays the character uh, of Pascal, who is the undead jogger um, that <clears throat> Lewis Creed tries to save in the hospital. And then he tries to warn Lewis, you know, not to go up into the pet cemetery, tries to tell him the soil's rot and he doesn't listen. We also got my man Doc Coyle in the video. Um, he's in the background at the funeral. He's just playing one of the attendees there. If you don't know Doc Coyle, he's from, God forbid, and Bad Wolves. He's a guitar beast. Check him out. Um, Then we see Spencer shown digging up his dead son, taking him up to the Pet Cemetery, putting him up there. We know what's going to happen next. He's going to come back to life. Um, But before we get to see that, we see Spencer murder his wife, um, which is his real-life girlfriend. Those of you that have been to an Ice Nine Kills show, you've probably seen Spencer murder his girlfriend many, many times. It is a great stage show. It it's happens. Highly recommended.
2: <laughs> it's probably very therapeutic to murder your wife all the time on stage. And then you yeah. don't think about it later. You're like, yeah,
0: eh, she's just, all right. You take it out yeah. on her and you're done, and then you guys have a happy relationship after that. Well, I hope so. so the video starts to come to an end as little gauge slits Spencer's throat. Mm. Blood's pouring out, gushing, I would even say. Um this video, I think, really set the bar for what production can be for a music video. It's like watching a movie. It's super realistic. It's super gory. It looks real. I mean, it's, it's visually just amazing. And it does follow the story of my favorite horror movie. It's, it's awesome. Um, if you've never seen an Ice Nine Kills video, start with this one. Um, but continue to go down the rabbit hole. There's also a theme that goes all the way through, starting with the band's uh, last album, The Silver Scream. There's also an ongoing storyline that follows. It goes through from each video um, that's following uh, Spencer being investigated for the murder of his girlfriend. So, uh, pretty neat storyline there. Uh, the, the videos are awesome. Even if you don't like the band, you're going to love the video. Ice Nine Kills, Funeral Derangements, with my number one pick. Bucking A.
1: I just want to reiterate, we never talk about anything we're talking about on the show beforehand. And I was going to talk about before I got to my number one pick, I was going to shout out Ice Nine Kills if Jason didn't talk about them. I know I I don't watch many music videos now, but I do watch the Ice Nine Kills videos. And the story that they tell from video to video to video is really cool and innovative. And I haven't seen anything like it before. So uh, the Silver Scream and the Silver Scream Part 2 tell an entire story between the two. Uh, the latest video they put out is called The Shower Scene, based off of Psycho. And it is great. Check out all the Ice Nine Kills videos, especially in the month of October. It's great stuff. Fucking name. So, on to my number one pick. We're going to rewind all the way back to 1989. Uh oh. Because I don't watch a lot of music videos now. Damn. So, but this is one of the earliest ones I ever remember seeing. Okay. From probably my favorite band. Uh-oh. Uh oh. It's from the And Justice for All album. Oh. This uh, so is Metallica's first music video. It is one. Hmm. Ironically, their first video was called "One." I just thought about it's that a, out loud a, right a now.
2: Number one pick. It's uh, yeah.
1: The video one like should... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the video incorporates footage from the band playing in an old warehouse with clips from the 1971 film Johnny's Got His Gun, as well as clips of a soldier laying in a bed with like a sheet over his uh face It's covered. Uh, There's also audio clips of what the soldier's thinking in his head. It gives you a feeling of the absolute hopelessness this guy has. Uh, What is unforgettably chilling riffs and lyrics combined with the clips give you a haunting visual feeling of what this soldier is going through. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lyrics from the song, trapped in myself, body is my holding cell, landmine has taken my sight, taken my speech, taken my hearing, taken my arms and taken my legs. Taking my soul, left me with a life in hell. Uh, just imagine what that would be like. That's what this video is. It really puts you in that place. It's fucking horrifying. And uh, yeah, it's absolutely horrifying. Like, what do you have to live for at that point? You can't communicate. You can't see anything. You can't really feel anything anymore. You're just there, vegetable. Mm. And that's what this video shows you. Metallica's One is a very, very heavy video to watch. A lot of fans turned on the band after this. They said, you sold out and sold out and did a music video, but uh, I don't think so. It's the best music video I've ever seen. Metallica's One from 1989. There you
2: go. Get some. All right. For my number one pick, this fucking video, (laughs) it's pretty fucking sick, and it has like an intro that I'm going to read to you. It's not a fucking thing. It starts with like the the record popping noises, almost like the intro to a, uh, like a grindhouse movie. He is the Beltazine, the Christ twin who sacrificed himself to give Jesus life. Forever hunted, he roams the slaughterhouse of time, searching for answers to the riddle of his own existence. That's how it fucking starts. What? And then it kicks in with these ultimate battle drums. Goddamn, Dez has the best fucking battle drums ever. And the video, it's got, like, it's got the rotoscope again. I like that fucking visual shit. It's got machine guns. It's got fucking undead babies. It's got a drug fucking goddess. It's got houses with tank cannons in it. This shit is fucking far out. What's the video? My number one pick. High on fire. Fertile green. Shit's fucking sick. And if you don't like the music because you got little bitch ears, then you just fucking put it on mute and watch the fucking video because it's fucking cool. Goddamn high on fire. Fertile green. Number one pick. Get some motherfuckers.
0: All right, everyone. That is our show for this week. Hopefully you enjoyed the topic. We encourage you to check out all of the music videos that we talked about this week. Uh, However, please do so with caution. Remember that many of these videos do contain flashing lights, which may not be suitable for people with photosensitive epilepsy. Remember to give us a like and a follow on Facebook and Instagram and leave us some comments. Drop your own six list in the comments section and we will give you a shout out on the next episode. Make sure that you tune in for the next episode. We will be talking about. Six bands that changed frontmen, and whether or not it was successful. That's it for this week. Until next time, keep it metal and rage with respect.
1: My number two pick is from the album Follow the Leader. Let me redo this. What was that album? Let me <laughs> redo this. I stuttered the fuck out of that.
2: <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs>
1: I stuttered yeah. the absolute shit out of that. And this will probably be an outtake, and that's okay. All right.
0: Justin's been drinking. Never been all night.
1: I mean, there was close to two hours in between number four and three, so, you know, shit happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh all right, my number two pick is from the album "Follow the Leader." Now you, that sounded weird, also. <laughs> it did. You're <laughs> right. God damn it! This is definitely going to be. No, I was out trying to, to help you. It. Uh, it immediately was you're just fucking <laughs> with like No, that it was perfect. It, it, it sounded fucking shit. See,
2: it did a weird leader. audio. Yeah, follow I didn't, I didn't the like leader. It. There we go. Follow the leader. Follow the leader. Follow the leader.